Oh man, isn't it awesome to see all these kids up here? I was kind of like wondering if some of them were just going to stay the rest of the night. Well, my name's Andy and I'm the pastor here at Living Stones and tonight is a special night. We've already experienced it up to this point. We're reminded of it through the story that Austin read and as um, that that art, that sand art video um, walked us through Luke 2. That's where we're going to be tonight. If you have your Bible or you want to grab one in the seats in front of you, Luke chapter 2. It's the classic Christmas story passage. When I was a kid, we would read this every year on Christmas Eve, and my sister Sarah memorized it. And when she was little, and, and even today when we get together as a family on Christmas, uh, me and my five other siblings ask Sarah to say this from memory, and she still got it. I'm not going to walk us through the whole text because we've already gone through it, but I have uh, a question. Well, so far this, this month, we have looked at what it means to make room, to make room for Christ in our life, to make room for others, our, our family, and um, those who are part of God's family. Also, what does it mean to make room for seekers, those who are searching for God? And then this morning, Pete um, shared, what does it mean to make room for our enemies? What does it make, mean to love our enemies as Jesus taught? And tonight, we're going to wrap up this whole thing with what I'm calling make room for good news. Everybody say good news. Yes. Thank you for your excitement there, Tristan. I appreciate it. So we all know that our world is full of bad news, right? It's full of bad news. We don't have to go too far on our phone or on TV or the internet or even down the street to hear some bad news. <clears throat> our world is plagued with bad news and it seems like every news outlet is pushing that on us all the time to be live in fear, to be worried, to, to know every bad thing that could ever be happening in the world at one time. And I don't, I don't think we're really made for that. But yet we, we are just washed over and overwhelmed by bad news all the time. There's unrest, there's division, there's perversion, there's murder, there's hatred, and the list goes on and on when it comes to bad news. But Jesus came to bring good news, the gospel. And the gospel is that this baby Jesus came to live a perfect life sinless life, never making a mistake, embodying perfection. And he came ultimately to be sacrificed, to die on the cross for your sin and for mine. And though Jesus died, we know the story. We know what really happened is three days later, he rose again. And that's what Easter is all about, right? Jesus had power over death and power to forgive sin. And we know and we believe that all who call on his name will be saved. The scripture is very clear about that. But in Luke 2, chapter 10, or sorry, Luke 2, verse 10 and 11, I want us to read this. And this is going to be really where we stick the rest of our time together. The angel said to them, this is to the shepherds now. We just heard Austin share the story. We've, we've heard it tonight in a couple different ways. But the angel said to the shepherds, do not be afraid. I bring you good no news that will cause great joy for all the people. 
Today, verse 11, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So the good news is that Jesus is our Savior, our Messiah, and our Lord. Now, I screenshotted this right off of Google. Sometimes you just go to Google and you type in the definition. So you can go to the next one, Zach. This is the definition that Google gives us for a Savior. We're going to go down, you know, similar. Rescuer, liberator, deliverer, emancipator. In Christianity, God or Jesus as the redeemer of sin and the saver of souls. This angel announced to these ordinary shepherds, today in the town of David, a savior has been born. You can go to the next slide. He's our rescuer. He rescues us out of sin, out of the bondage of that sin, which is going to be our next one. So go to the next one. He is also our Messiah, which is our deliverer, the leader or savior of a particular group or cause. So Jesus was also the promised one. He was the Messiah. The shepherds knew, right? The shepherds knew that a promised one was going to come from God, but it had been quiet for, for over 400 years. He's our Savior. He was the Messiah, and he was Lord. Now, Lord is a word that we don't use a whole lot in our culture, right? Except maybe in the wrong way. Um, but Lord is a king, a master, a ruler. Someone who, who, who demands respect and obedience and honor. These shepherds, would have been completely overwhelmed by even one of these descriptors. And yet, the angel said, all three of them, your Savior has been born to you, your Rescuer, your Messiah, the promised one sent to deliver you, and the Lord, your King. <laughs> Do we, as people, pause and make room for this good news in our lives? When is the last time you were amazed by something, that you were overwhelmed, like that you couldn't help but tell somebody? Think about that. Whatever the case was, um, you had a message that you wanted to share, some exciting thing, something amazing. Now, a few days ago, here, put, put this photo up. You guys know who this guy is, right? Who is it? All right, the Hulkster, right? Oh. I was a Hulkamaniac growing up. Any other Hulkamaniacs in the room? A few. All right. Well, the Hulkster posted on uh, online the other day. You can go to the next one. This photo. And uh, he, I heard him in an interview just a, like a month ago or so talking about how he'd given his life to Jesus Christ. And just a few days ago, he was baptized. And he said, total surrender and dedication to Jesus is the greatest day of my life. And being a Hulkamaniac growing up and, uh, you know, always seeing brother, right? Like hearing, hearing that, maybe it has a different meaning now for the Hulkster. But uh, he gave his life to Jesus. This was something that I was like, oh, this is amazing. I got to tell someone. This is just kind of cool, exciting news. I wonder what kind of influence he's going to be able to have for Christ because of this. Well, this is way more amazing than this. And this is awesome because because he gave his life to Christ and, and his life is f forever written in the Lamb, his, his name is forever written in the Lamb's book of life, right? He's going to spend eternity 
in heaven. But this news that the king had come, that the Savior was born, that the Messiah had come, was amazing news that had to be shared. So let's look at verse 17 and 18 really quick of what was the response of these shepherds. Verse 17, when, they had, when the shepherds had seen the baby, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were what? Amazed. Everyone was amazed at, at what they had seen and what they had heard and what they had experienced. This good news that brings great joy is just as good and is just as joyful today as it was then. And I want to encourage us this Christmas season in this seriously like busy, weird time where we say it's the most wonderful time of the year and, and we can get so caught up in all the things that aren't always bad, but there's just so much that we don't make room for this good news. And we don't make room for the gospel. That we don't make room for Christ in our life and to serve others, to love others to invite the seeker in, to love our enemy and pray for those who don't want anything good for us to happen. This is the good news. We can put up on my, my final slide here. Jesus today for you and for, for me, he is our savior, he is our Messiah, and he is our Lord. He's our Savior, which means we, through Jesus, can receive salvation, can receive a rescue, a forgiveness from our sins. We can be wiped clean before our holy and righteous God. He is our Messiah. So we can experience, through Jesus, a deliverance from the bondage or the snares of our sin, that sin that so easily can entangle us. God wants to liberate or free or deliver you from the bondage of that sin. And he also wants to be your Lord and my Lord. He wants us to honor and revere and respect him through a life that is surrendered to him. And ultimately, we seek to just want to walk with him in obedience. Our Savior, our Messiah, and our Lord. Is he that for you today? I want to encourage you to make room over the next few days to, to wonder and to worship Jesus, to make room for this good news. Maybe it's a, a conversation that you're going to have with a sibling or an aunt or an uncle or a grandchild, a conversation about Jesus and what he means to you, maybe what he's doing in your life. Or maybe it's an opportunity to pray with a loved one I want to encourage you to make room for that over the next couple of days and see what God's going to do, all right? See what God's going to do when, when you call him your Savior, your Messiah, and your Lord. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for being with us. Your word says that you were called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Thank you that you are our Savior, our Messiah, and our Lord. Lord, just as those shepherds couldn't help but tell people about the amazing things that they had that they had seen and heard and experienced, 
God, I pray that you would do work in our hearts and in our minds. That we would realize that this isn't just some story. This isn't a fairy tale or a fiction book. This is real. You are real and you are with us and you long for us to call out to you, to worship you. You long to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all wrongdoing and make us right before God. Lord, may we make room for that this Christmas season. Make room to to just be grateful for what you've done, for who you are. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.